Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Duchess potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Hey everybody, CJ here with a quick notice just to say that we actually recorded this episode several weeks ago, so some of the current events we discuss have already passed or had different outcomes, so apologies to anyone who might be confused by what they hear, and we are certainly aware of some of the things we say no longer apply, but they were still good conversations if we didn't want to take it out. Otherwise, enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. What's going on, brother? Uh-oh. What's up, dude? What's going on? Um, Just same old shit, man. A lot of shit I can't tell you about. You can't tell? What? <laughs> I saw the Avengers. Oh, yeah. We're not talking about that yet. That'll be soon. Um. That'll be That's soon. what I'm saying. I can't tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, so... you tell me about it, and uh, our hetero life mate chip is over. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, overall, I'm good. Uh, just day by day, one day at a time. Uh, uh, tonight, I'm going to be seeing Game of Thrones. So that's what I've got going on Whee! today. Oh, fuck you, Ben. I'm telling you, you're being an idiot if you don't watch the show. No, um, I'm okay. We also have another guest with us tonight, and thank God for that because we need someone to break us up. Um, <laughs> and that is the this, ever at, what? At this point, I wouldn't even. I would stop calling her a guest. I'd say she's the, you know, unofficial third host. Well, yes, but I mean, she's not on weekly, and so it's still a guest hosting. But sure, and it's the wonderful and lovely Stephanie. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Steph. So Steph's here. Yes, yeah, she's uh, right now at this point. It's like the two of us, Steph, Mike, Debbie. That's like the five members of Potaskew, I think, at this point. Yeah. So. Which one of us is like the court dresser? You. Yeah. Yeah. Without question. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... We're all here tonight. We're going to have some fun, just shoot the shit about some stuff. We have a topic in mind, but who knows if we're going to hang on to that. Um, I do, I do want to give some love to some people real quick. Um, first off, our thousand followers on Twitter, we hit the thousand mark this week. And I got to tell you that. That honestly, I'm gonna get sentimental for a moment. It brought tears to my eyes. I got, I got pretty sentimental when I saw that number break up, roll over from nine ninety nine to a thousand. So it was, uh, it was pretty impressive to me for our little rinky ding potaskew podcast. I have a thousand people following us. I think is uh, pretty impressive. So thank you in everybody. under a year. 
And under a year. Yeah. Which, by the way, our yearly celebration is coming up. I'm excited about that. A lot of guests lined up, hopefully. <laughs> um, but if they show up, it'll be good. Hey, listen, even if it's not and it's just the three of us, then that'll be awesome, too. I know Deb's going to jump on for a little bit. She said that, so that'll be fun. Um, and Mike is seeing what he can do because he does want to be a part of it, but he thinks he has something he has scheduled that same day, so he's going to keep us posted. So, Our very own Leonardo da Vinci. Which, by the way, I want to give... <laughs> yes, our own... Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I, I don't know if it's a great segue, but Christ, the shit with Notre Dame. How sad is that? Notre Dame Cathedral. I actually had to... Um, well, I, think you're, I think that was Michelangelo who did this. Well, you, he, yeah, you... Michelangelo did the Sistine Chapel, but that's at the Vatican City. That has nothing to do with Notre Dame. Right. Yeah. Well, what, what did Da Vinci do with uh, Notre Dame? I have no idea. It just felt like a good segue. Leave me you're alone. You're just thinking old, old Renaissance Dago shit? Is that what you're doing? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you went there and not fucking Ninja Turtles. Um, but Yeah. So, yeah, I actually had to block someone on Facebook. because really? they Yeah, because, I mean, you know what? He may even be listening to the podcast. I have no idea. Uh, and I won't go into specifics or anything, but oh, like he, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I saw it. Oh, the, he and I were commenting back and forth on each other. Yeah. I think I read that. Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, you know, it was just uncomfortable. And his argument was that dude, the, the, uh, the Notre Dame, the Catholic church has been, he said, take your blinders off, man. The Notre yeah. Dame and the Catholic church have been like, doing so much rape and destruction forever like what why are you can why are you defending them and i'm just like there's a time and a place man yeah I go, I, is i'm very public and open about my devout atheism the fact that i'm not a supporter of uh the catholic church in particular right. i know you're i know you were raised catholic and you went to catholic school so but yet you and i are still very close friends so i don't have any uh, animosity no. towards you because we're raised religious but it had to me it had nothing to do with the fact that it was a church it was one it's there was a guy died oh did somebody die i didn't hear that i thought a fireman was in critical condition and he died i i i don't know i can try to do some research to find out but i honestly don't know because i had not heard but, so so yeah this this guy who i know personally uh he he made a joke where he posts like I posted a thing of a, of a relative of mine who said, look, it doesn't matter that if it's, it's the church or not, it's that France was originally our first ally. They gave us a statue of Liberty. We, you know, blah, 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 blah. We've been, we've been friends with France for a very long time and we should support them, not make an awful tweet like Trump did and tell them how to support, how to control their fires. I know. That's not I, saw what that. I saw that. I saw that. And that's all I was saying is it doesn't matter. Just we should help each other regardless of religious backgrounds or even uh, being against religious backgrounds. I, I'm, I'm against religion, but I'm not so much against religion where I'm like, I think all churches should burn down. Right. I, th I think. Well, you know, it's it's kind of like I, I view places like these that have been around for so long as almost museum like they're a part of the history of the of the location they're they're a cultural understanding there's 
there's so much more beyond the actual spiritual religious part of it. The building is iconic, and the sheer fact that it's been damaged is just heartbreaking. It doesn't matter if you believe in that religion. It's just the what happened to the such an iconic and history filled building is just it's just so sad. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I, I the same way. It's a museum. It's just a big old museum that happens to be very catholic and i don't want to get into a huge thing but the one thing i wanted to say was that and and i'm sure some people are going to come after me for this but i i truly do feel this way is like watching the spire fall from the fire was very reminiscent of watching the twin towers come down on 9-11 to me you know it was it was very like like ouch like that that gut punch watching that thing fall you know, it'd be like if even if you think the Statue of Liberty is stupid, if the Statue of Liberty fell down, you'd be like, holy shit, dude, that is huge. Regardless of my own personal beliefs, <clears throat> that's a big deal. Right. And for this particular person, what he did was he commented and but he originally commented with a photo of um, Quasimodo from the Disney Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. And there was like a caption that said, the roof, the roof is on fire. Okay. And it was the day, it was like the day it happened. And I just said, look, man, you, I, this is a little too soon. And he said, he basically was saying, stop being a worry ward. Stop being, you know, stop, stop freaking out about it. And I just said, you don't understand. As a podcaster, I have, we, we have public images to, you know, worry about and it's not just that. I just thought it was in bad taste. I thought I would have found it in bad taste as a public person and as a private person. I just didn't appreciate the joke. Yeah. And there goes that whole thing where, oh, you're you're just offended easily. It's like, no, I'm not. I really am not offended that easily. I work with you. Like <laughs> we bust each other's balls all the time. I have two older brothers that, you know, fucked with me for years. I don't. Re- I mean, I get offended if it's really a personal shot like they're really out to get me sure. but if they're fucking around i don't take it that seriously and so then he just said all right man censor as you will meaning be like well if you're gonna be like that just censor me so i did i blocked him and you know what hey man if you're listening just saying it was kind of in bad taste and yeah. that's not well really you know not. for for a little history though this is not the first time that he's done something that distasteful that was that's the other thing that yeah he kept pushing the pushing it a little bit every time I would post something he would make a really inappropriate comment and I just said all right I'm giving him so many I even spoke to Stephanie I'm like I'm I'm really ready to like just not Stop have him, this guy yeah. like if this is a fan hey you're still welcome to listen to the podcast but you're not allowed to post on my content that's well, all I'm and- saying. And so that kind of leads me to something that's not as intense, but there was a post on our, I put up a post on Pi Day about, you know, the, the joke, because on March 14th is, is known as Pi Day because of, you know, the math equation Pi. And I put something, yeah, 3.14, blah, 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 blah. And I, and I made a joke that because it's Pi Day, you have to listen to that many, whatever the Pi number is of our episodes, and it was fine. And, one person commented with something that said our la- the last digit should be eight, but our computer rounded, um, which whatever, that's fine. But someone else had put up a picture of a middle finger that I don't get. Was that the same person that made the 
comments about the church? Because it's been deleted. It's gone. I don't know if it's because you blocked them or they went and deleted it because I didn't delete shit. So I don't know. Okay. It may have- I don't remember the guy's name or the person's name, so I can't. And I'm, I, I'm not going to say it online. I'm well, yeah. On but, yeah. Anyway, going back to what generated all this, you called Mike our own personal Leonardo da Vinci. He, he did give me an email that we can now provide. If, if people are liking the logo and want to contact Mike for some work, um, you know, you can reach out him reach out to him at this email address of mpxl.s2art at gmail.com. Yeah, I know that's a little complicated, so I'll say it again. That's mpxl.s the number two art at gmail.com. Tell him we sent you. I don't know if that gets you anything, but it would make us feel good. So um <laughs> if I can make a quick joke, like Please. you literally just that was a Da Vinci code. Yeah, right? You know what it actually sounds like? Mr. Mixoplex from Superman. Trying to, or whatever the thing's name was. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. But, hey, listen, we love you, Mike. You know that. And I know you listen. You're one of the, like, five people to listen. Um, no, there's actually more than that now. And I, it's the other thing I wanted to well, give some love to. since I blocked them. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, I do, I do want to also give some love to, um, to Jay from Australia, who we've already given some love to, but she has been in constant contact with me. Um, she's written a really beautiful piece for the celebration episode that I will read to you guys on air, but I, I will save that for that day. But one of the things that she, she tells me that she does is she has, she has now for the commentary episodes, organized listening parties and has had like, I think upwards of six or seven people watching the movie that we're commentating on and listening to the the commentary as they're watching. Holy shit! We need we need to do more. Wait, we wait. More like commentary. listening party as in like a slumber party kind of thing. I, I don't know if they're staying the night, but they're definitely gathering in the same room, turning down the sound on the movie and linking it up, lining it up like we direct on the episodes and listening to the commentary while they're watching the movie. No bloody way. Yep. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting. So m- huge love to Jay and her friends because she has not told me their names, <laughs> but but um, right. she just says our ba- BFFs. So to Jay and her BFFs, if you're listening, thank you so much. It really means the world to us, and thank you to all our listeners as always. But special shout out to those guys. So and throw us some fucking tweets about other movies you want us to live comment on. Well, you know and. And I think I told you off air, but she, her next request, her biggest request is for us to do Dogma. That's the one she wants next. So, which considering the conversation about Notre Dame, I feel might be apropos. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I'd be happy to do Dogma. I, I almost would like to save that, you know, like we want to build up to that. Well, let's do a bunch of other random movies and then do Dogma. So you want to you want to you want a teaser basically, exactly. All right. Well, that's that's oh, it's got to be extra special. We better do it some fucking justice then. That's all I gotta say. Um, it it would be a good. You know when we should do it is right around the time of the tournament, just because of the tie-in. But anyway, um, anyway, you hear that, Jake? Throw us another one. Give us, give us some she gave more. me two. No, she gave me two. Dogma was one of them, but Dogma was like the number one one. I'll see if I can find the other one for you. But 
Um, Dogma was the big one. Uh, and then, was there anything I else? I think we should do Iron Man. We should do Iron Man. I don't know how much... Yeah, we could do Iron Man. I'm sorry, my brain just went... Um, <laughs> it sounded like I heard static. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the religion hey. discussion for a second, I want to get into my other religion, sports. Because... Well, this no, week, wait, wait, before what? we get into your sports religion. <laughs> okay. Well, what we'll do else? one last shout out. Please. For our Cinema Wars winner, we forgot to do a shout out about his paintings. Well, to be fair, I don't think we knew it at the time. But <laughs> yeah, to and and so, to our OC contestant, OC. to our con- to our contestant OC Octopus Caveman. Yes. I would I would say go check out his art. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Dutch's potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Art on Instagram. And um, right. I I, uh, I have his website. It's please. octopuscaveman.com. So just oh. just like how it sounds, Octopus Caveman. Um, you can reach out to him through social media, through his Instagram, or you can get Gmail him at the number 8 arm music at gmail.com. That's fucking genius. I know, isn't it? That's but fucking. He, his his shit is legit. Oh, see so you win please, again. Please, please check it out. I mean, his it's just it's gorgeous work. No, his painting is is really awesome. I I've been in talks with him to buy one. They're just a little too pricey for me, but they're not ridiculous. They're just out of what I can afford right now. But they are really. They're really awesome. They're they're abstract, so you have to like abstract art, but they're good. How, how much how much do they cost? Eight arms and eight legs? Yeah, right. Um, I don't want to say the number he quoted me because he was giving us a friends and family discount, but yeah. I broke Steph. Steph fucking found that funny. It was funny. So, um, but this weekend was the NFL draft. My Eagles did well. Very very happy about that. Um. But I knew talking sports with Rico would be a, a a lost cause. So I mean, that's not a lost cause. It's just that I'm not a big sports guy, but I definitely can appreciate some sports movies. Well, that's what we're going to talk about, because that way I get my fix and you get your fix. And thank God we have Steph here, because it seems like she's seen more than you have. So, which is no, rare. About this. The irony of that is I am not a sports fan. In any stretch of the means. Okay. Good night, <laughs> everybody, because there's no point to the rest of this one. I'm genuinely shocked at how many sports movies I've seen. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and, and I think sometimes that'll do that to people, because sometimes there are some sports movies that I feel like you don't think of them as sports movies, but they are. You know, so one right off the top of my my head, even though the title would even allude to it being a sports movie, is Field of Dreams, because while that does center around baseball, it's not it's not like an any given Sunday, which is about a sports team, or a major league, which is about a sports team. 
Do you know what I'm saying? It's all about the love of baseball, which I would say constitutes it as a sports movie. No, it's still a sports movie, but you don't think of it in the same way of like a like because it doesn't center around the team or this. You know what I'm saying? But you're right, Rico. I'm not. Well, you know, something like something like concussion, which is all about that's another the, one. What yeah. happens to sports people? But it's not. It's not like a sports movie in the sense of following a game or following a team or following a character or some to that some degree, you know? Yeah. And I would say Jerry Maguire is in the middle of both of those. It's both a sports movie as well as not being a sports movie. That's probably a very accurate statement. I agree. So, But where does Forrest Gump fit in? Forrest Gump is not a sports movie. He's got the scene where he plays Oklahoma, but I wouldn't call it. A sports movie. Hey, but he plays football. <laughs> he does, and he plays ping pong, technically. So, and he plays ping pong. That's right. Hey, we'll get, we'll, and he runs we'll, a lot. He's an avid fucking jogger. That's true. We'll go to the, we'll go to the peanut gallery. Hold on, we're all talking over each other. Somebody needs to stop talking. All right, you. I'm just joking. Go back. Um, <laughs> I was going to turn to the peanut gallery because it's one of her favorite movies. Forrest Gump, sports movie, not sports movie. No. Not a sports movie, says the peanut gallery. Hey, but if there's three avid sports in it, it's cross-country sport. I would ping say. And football. Right, but the main focus is not sports. So I would say if the main focus is not sports, it's not a sports movie because all these other movies, the main focus is sports in some capacity. I I gotta I gotta side with CJ. I don't know about that. Like Brian's song is technically a sports movie, but it's about the the characters and how they survive the an illness and or an, an ailment of some kind, but it's, it's not like you're following their, their games or their team. You're looking at only two people and their well, relationship. I've never seen that movie, so I can't comment on that. So I don't know. And I think I broke Steph. Stephanie, you just scared the shit out of Dino. He just like his eyes bug out and you're like, what the fuck was that? Are you alive? Me? How can you have not seen Brian's song? Um, I, I've never seen Brian's song. There you I go. Too, you don't really like football. I didn't even know I what sport it was was centered around. So there you go. So, so um, with it being the NFL draft in football, I figure I would start by telling the quick story of my annual sports movie tradition because I do this every year during the preseason of football because there's four weeks to the preseason. So I each week. Each week, I watch a different football-based sports movie, and the same four every year, in order, in a very specific order. So, okay, week one, the tradition. Tradition, yes. Week one, I watch Leatherheads, which, for those not oh. familiar, is an old-school story about the beginnings of football, starring uh, George Clooney and um, Krasinski. Is that how you say his last name? What's his first name, Rico? Do you know? John. John, thank you. Um, and then also uh, Renee Zellweger is in the movie. So that's week one. Week two is Any Given Sunday with your boy Al Pacino along with... Whose birthday just passed. Did it? Oh, happy birthday, Al Pacino. So did Jack Nicholson. Um, so really? happy birthday, Jack. Yeah, he's 84, I think. 
And I feel like it. Yeah, he does. Um, so any given Sunday uh, with LL Cool J, uh, Jamie Foxx, and then a bunch of actual real football players playing different roles, and then Pacino and um, oh, and uh, Cameron Diaz is in that movie as well. I've never seen the whole film of Any Given Sunday, but I've seen the rousing speech Pacino does. That's a good speech. Yeah. It's a really good... I mean, Pacino can give a fucking speech, dude. Yeah, the only thing... There's a great bit. If you've never seen it, Rico, and I'll have to find the name of the special, but Jamie Foxx did a stand-up special not long after they filmed that movie, and he tears up LL and Pacino in the thing. Because LL Cool J's in there. I remember seeing... I think uh, Pacino won the AFI Lifetime Achievement Award, and... And uh, Jamie Foxx came out and he did a whole bit about like how Pacino's doing this speech and like a piece of spit yeah. lands ta- on Jamie Foxx's lip. And he's like, yeah. and then I won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, he talks about juicy mouthedness. That's what he calls it. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty <laughs> funny bit. <laughs> yeah. So that's week two. Week three is Invincible with Mark Wahlberg. What? No. <laughs> And that's because it is a movie about the Eagles, which is my team. So, um, so I watched I'm that. really refraining from doing my usual quote, man. What's that? Oh, I hate the Eagles. No, it's fine. I hate the fucking, fucking Eagles, Eagles man. man. Um, and then week four is not really a movie, but it's a, it's the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's like a two and a half hour long thing on the history of the Eagles from the beginning of their team up until like 2000. It's a documentary. It's, yeah, it's a, basically a documentary, but it's almost a TV special. Like it would have been, it would have aired on TV at some point. Um, Very so. Ken Burns kind of thing. Yeah, but it's it's done by NFL Films, who does okay. all that stuff. Um, so, and I watch that. So that's my that's my annual preseason football tradition, mm-hmm. and that's every Sunday for the four weeks of the preseason. So. All right, I can tell you guys are riveted by that story, so thank you. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just puzzled. Like the any given Sunday one just seems really bizarre. I mean, why? the other two, and I, I, I can like Leatherheads, I can understand. Invincible, I can understand because it's Eagles, but right. it, and of course your little documentary thing. But like, I, why, why any given Sunday? Why it's a why football movie, tradition? and it's a football movie I enjoy. I'm more concerned of yeah, why the like, hates Sunday. <laughs> But there's like a a long list of other ones that you could choose from. No, but well, it's also one that I own. So I own all four of these. I don't own a ton oh, of football movies. Rico, what were you saying now? I said I'm more concerned why the fuck Stephanie doesn't like any given Sunday. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm curious about. I haven't seen it. Well, then how do you not let them? What didn't? The little description that they give on IMDb is a behind-the-scenes look at the life-and-death struggles of a modern-day gladiators and those who lead them. Yeah, it sounds... That that sounds like... Why? (laughs) It's actually a pretty well-done movie. It's an Oliver Stone flick, if I recall. Um, Why the fuck does AMC keep putting on Godfather during Thanksgiving? Because they're good movies, Steph. Just let it go. I don't know if I'd put any given Sunday up in the category of The Godfather, even though Pacino's in both. But I, I yeah. But it's a per, it's for personal taste. I'm saying you like oh, yeah. your fucking any given Sunday. I prefer Devil's Advocate. Fair enough. I need to see that Especially, again. I think I've only seen that once. 
Oh man, it's so good. Yeah. Actually, they were talking about that on Movie Fights this week. They were doing, um, was it this week or it might have been last week, but it was the, uh, something about the best. the best devil? No, it was a, well, yeah, something like that. Like, who was the best Satan or what movie featured the best Satan character or something like that. Yeah. Well, what's, what would you be your pick? Oh. It doesn't have to be the options they chose. Just who's your favorite Satan? <sighs> Honestly, the first one that comes to mind, and it's not a great movie or performance, but it's it's Harvey Keitel and Little Nicky. <laughs> I think that's one. funny like, as shit every time I see it. I I think it's even funnier that Rodney Dangerfield plays the grandfather. He plays Lucifer. In that movie? Yeah, that's Rodney Dangerfield. Because then he gets knocked over and he said, even in hell I get no respect. Oh, jeez. That's funny. I, dude, I I <laughs> I love Little Mickey. I mean, Little Mickey's such an underrated Adam Sandler film. It's one of his later I ones that I actually, yeah, it's one of his later ones I actually enjoy because a lot of his later stuff and his real early stuff I don't like. But there's a window in the middle where I kind of like it, and Little Mickey's like the end of that window. It's really fucking funny, and it's but, uh, to stay on brand. I like his redo of The Longest Yard. I do. <sighs> If I'm being honest, it's a rare remake where I'm actually like the remake more. I yeah, I've seen both, and I like the remake more. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a great movie. It's a it's a popcorn movie. It's good for some laughs, but it's not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's fantastic cinema. And that stuff, real quick, going back to any given Sunday, is the difference. Like Rico and I have had the argument, and I'm sure you've heard it, whether it be through listening to episodes or being a part of the conversation. The difference between a film and a movie. And right. I would define any given Sunday as a film. And The Longest Yard is definitely a movie. You know, and most of the ones that I'm watching on my tradition are movies. You know, they're not films. You know, I think I looked up like what the because they'll do like the top 10 football films. Sure. And I think like number one and number two are actually The Waterboy and The Longest Yard. The remake of The Longest Yard. Really? Uh, yeah. Is it by popularity, though, or is it by quality? Yeah. By popularity, I believe. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Then that would make sense. I would agree with that. Which is still weird. Yeah, it's still a little weird, but it at least makes some kind of sense. I, You know, going back to, um, you know, with Adam Sandler and the remake, the, or, or to the tradition with Invincible, I mean, you know, Disney has really stepped up their sport game movie over the last... 20 years because you know it started with stuff like um cool runnings the muddy duck series which i like the muddy ducks but it's not a great sports it's not it well it doesn't tug at the heartstrings and then they started doing stuff like miracle and i think they did bagger vance didn't they rico you could probably back me up on that i don't think they did bagger vance they did a god they they did do a golf one. It may not be Bagger Vance, but they did do a golf one. I thought one. they did a golf movie with, like, Shia or something. But then yeah. they were also making those, like, like uh, Disney Channel original movie sport ones. They did one about rollerblading. Oh, um, I don't know what that is. You're not talking about Airborne, are you? That's not Disney. No, no, no. They, they did one where it was like, did, did you ever watch The Princess Diaries? Me? Yes. No. Really? Yeah, really. Princess Cyrus is a amazing film. Uh, I'll take your word for that. 
It's it's very. I don't know why it's so good. It's it's a cute makeover kind of story, but yeah, yeah, I, I I could give it like six out of a ten. I mean, it's by no means like my favorite movie, but it's definitely like a guilty pleasure. But anyways, there's a guy in it who plays like a very sleazy dude who originally is Anne Hathaway's crush because he's the popular boy, but he turns out he's just an asshole. Mm. He was in like a fucking Disney Channel original movie. I don't remember what the fuck it was like all about rollerblading and like racing and rollerblading and shit like that. I don't Um, know what the fuck it was. I think it's Brink. Yes. Brink. Yeah. So Disney did do like their, I mean, if their argument was, we want kids to be inspired to go out and be active. Fine. And then they they and, made like a couple other ones, like Million Dollar Arm with John Hamm that came out like a couple years ago. Yeah, that was actually really good. Did you see that? No. That was really good. It was it was I, I didn't think no. I'd like a movie about cricket. Well, it's not really about cricket, it's more about baseball, but it involves cricket was, players. Yeah. Um yeah. but it was he really like, good. He finds a dude in like rural Africa or something and Indian. brings him to India. India. Okay. Yeah. Um, the the golf one, real quick, just to just to tie that off, is the greatest game ever played. That's the one. That was Shia. Was Shia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just uh, had the. There is a Bagger yeah, Vance. Really good. Yeah, there is a Bagger Vance movie, which is also a golf movie, but that's not Disney. Um, the other one that we left out that I can't believe I left out in the True Story series, if you will, is the Rookie with Dennis Quaid. Or is it Randy? It might be Randy Boyd, but... Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. I think it's Dennis. Probably Dennis Quaid. Um, and it's it's about the baseball team from Texas that the coach ended up becoming. He was like a forty-year-old pitcher, made it to the major leagues. I never saw the rookie. It's. It's really good, Rico. Like, I'm not going to give you the, huh, oh, what? I'm not going to do that to you, but I no, do yeah, recommend, it, recommend you watch it. You the, it's, it, is, it is a good one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I remember seeing this, but I was I was trying to keep the list more towards foosball. <laughs> well, no, we can, we can cycle back, Dev. I'm not, or Dev, oh, God, sorry. Um, we can cycle back, Steph, but I just wanted to... Um, here, I mean, if to you're keep... gonna go baseball, like I got a few more on that list. <laughs> no, we can go all over. I, I, I just wanted to. Football inspired the conversation, but it didn't have to be football all the way around. So we can we can certainly discuss more of the football ones, but we can talk about these other ones too. So, all right. Well, all right. Let's 
Let's name your your top three football movies. Me? Or, did you already? Yeah, you, CJ. I'm sorry. Say it again, Rico. Did you the four movies that you do your tradition? Are those your top three football films? <sighs> or that's just what you own. Well, I own them. See, my movie buyings, I think, a little bit different than yours in general. If I could step back for just a split second, I buy movies because I like them. I feel like you buy movies not just because you like them, but because you like to own movies. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying. I feel right. like you. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm a collector as well as like I just gotta have it. Like right. I'll, I'll I I own Venom, and you know my thoughts on Venom. Yeah, I, I'm like I, comic book movie. I gotta have it. I will. I will add that to my collection one day. I haven't yet. Um, to your question though, yeah, that's probably my top three because I don't include the Eagles thing as much as I love it as a movie because it's more like you said a documentary than a movie. Well, I, 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 I would consider excluding documentaries. I would say uh, just movies. No, films. I I I agree with you. Um. If we're doing just football, then yeah. And in order, though, I would probably say Invincible, uh, Leatherheads, and then Any Given Sunday. In that order, probably. Like, one, two, three. Steph, top three uh, football films? Uh, i probably have to go with Brian's song, Remember the Titans, and... Probably The Waterboy. It's just really funny. No, it's a it's a fun movie, absolutely. Um, I my issue with movies like Remember the well, Rico, do yours first, and then we'll get into it because I I do want to talk about these. But <clears throat> well, in no particular order, I I really do enjoy The Waterboy and uh, The Longest Yard. Uh, but if I had to throw out a third one, just sort of by default, I would go Jerry Maguire because I. Like, again, I'm not a football fan. Yeah. Not that I have anything against, you know, fans of football. I just... Um, fucking better not. <laughs> well, I, I have problems against you, but not because you are a fan of football. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, actually, so yeah, probably Jerry Maguire would probably be my default third one. Just basically because I haven't seen that many other phenomenal football movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay, I have a thought on Remember the Titans, and I have a, a thought on or a story about Jerry Maguire. So, wh where do you want me to start? Well, I've never seen Remember the Titans, so what that does that affect? Okay, for for those of you who don't know Remember the Titans, the IMDb little quick bio of it says. It's the true story of a newly appointed African-American coach and his high school team on their first season as a racially integrated unit. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, which actually, you know what that reminds me of too, Steph, and it, you might know this movie. Rico, you might too. I'm not saying you don't, but Steph seems to be a little more in line with the sports movies. Um, Radio with Cuba Gooden Jr. yes. Yeah, but radio is different because radio was um, uh, he was a challenged person. Yes. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, and then you know what? I just thought of a movie we none of us brought up, which I find kind of interesting too, and and it falls on me just as much as Rudy. 
I've never seen Rudy. Oh, oh, I've got my list. We haven't gone over half of it. Oh, okay. Rudy's my, <laughs> my bad. My bad. Damn. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but getting back to my point I about mean, we we haven't talked about Rudy. We haven't talked about the Blind Side. Like I've never we seen the Blind Side. Replacements. So oh, the on. replacements. <laughs> I fucking forgot about the replacements. Rico, have you seen the replacements? No. You would love the replacements, not because it's football, because I know you're not a football person, but it's got that same vibe as, say, the Waterboy or or the Longest Yard. It's got that that real humorous like vibe to it, you know. Okay. So, so the replacements is uh, during a pro football strike, the owners hire substitute players, and it like. It has Keanu Reeves in it, Gene Hackman. I, I mean, it, the list of characters is, yeah, is just, it's, it's great. You, I can you go through it real quick. Gene Hackman. Um, the going back to Little Nicky for a minute. The one guy that plays his brother, the the white guy, because he is he's in it. Reese Reese Ivins, I believe, is. is Thank you. Um, he's in it. Um, John Favreau's in it. A really thin John Favreau. Is in it to the point that I didn't realize it was him. Um, well, he was also in Rudy. Yes, he was, but he was huge in Rudy. Like that's the major contrast between the two. But like to so give Rudy you an idea, is I- like fat Fav and skinny Fav. Yeah, uh, and it really is, and it varies quite a bit. Even in the Iron Man movies, in Iron Man one, he's pretty thin, and by three, he's huge. Um, that aside, the one like just to give you an idea of one of the things that happens in the movie. Rico, and this is not a plot point, so I'm not ruining anything, but like two of the players on the team that's they focus on one team throughout the whole thing, and two of the players, one guy's a convict, and the other guy's the one of the um the um officers that guards him in the prison. They're both okay. on the team together, and like there's this conflict between them throughout the whole fucking thing. And there's a death so guy it's like on the team. So jar is like had a mix and match of the guards and the inmates, right? But it's, there's only just the two. The rest of it just are just okay. people. Yeah, like like Keanu Reeves, I think plays a fisherman. He was a fisherman. That's his career. But he used to play college football, and he was like a huge college football star. And then he blew out his knee, so that he saw this as an opportunity to be able to play football again. You know that kind right. of thing. And Gene Hackman's the coach. Yeah, to, and well, to live up to his professional like potential, because he wanted to go pro league, but he couldn't. So it was like for him to be able to fulfill his dream that he thought he never could. And by that same standard, I would ask real quick, and I I'm going to tell you up front before I even say this, I don't think it qualifies. But would Point Break qualify as a sports movie? Because Johnny Utah was a football player, and then he hurt his knee and never got to play football. That's like saying. That is kind of like how if uh, like did you ever see the movie Renaissance Man with Danny DeVito? Oh yeah, I love that fucking movie. Love that fucking movie. Remember there's a there's a the kid yeah the, uh, the one the one recruit yeah I know who you're talking about yeah yeah he, the black guy who like yeah. or joined the army because he blew out his knee that's yep. like saying the same argument that Renaissance Man is a sports film as well because there's okay. one guy who blew out his fucking knee. Well then I will I will say this and this is more for comedic value and Steph I think you will appreciate this more having seen both movies but I would say that Point Break is basically a, a sequel to The Replacement or The Replacements are a sequel to Point Break because he's basically playing the Johnny Utah character in The Replacements if he would get to go back and play football 
essentially. His name's not Johnny Utah, but... Well, yeah. well, well, I mean, you could probably say that Point Break is a is a sports movie in, in so much that they're surfers. Yeah. No, if you I, consider surfing as a sport, then... Is surfing considered a sport? In some I places, mean, yeah. I mean, competitions there is, and yeah. there's, there's ways surfing. that you can earn points. It 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 it's judged much like like say ice skating, and you get a row of judges and they score it on different categories. So, it, but it's not points like hockey or football or baseball. Um, anyway, I, I was I was more making a joke, but yeah, Rico, you would really enjoy the replacements. I think you would okay. really enjoy it just from a comedy perspective i think you would enjoy that movie i what we yeah i I can agree with that we did this was like rent a bunch of fucking football movies to prepare for this who cares this is about shooting shit having a good time like we do all the time who cares um all right baseball well well hold on i think steph had some more points (laughs) oh well i was just gonna make like in the replacements there's a character who is also in um, Ghost Rider that I just watched. He's the dad in Ghost Rider. <laughs> and I was just like, daddy. ah! The dad I forgot Rider. that he was in this. <laughs> Who did he play in The Replacements? Uh, let me bring up the IMDb again. So um, the guy that I'm talking about is Brett Collin, and he was Eddie Martell. And he's oh like my god, he's, he's Martell? Yeah. Oh, he's, shit. He's like... <laughs> it, it was just really funny. It was like, oh, I just saw him, like, literally yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I want to put that together, Steph. Thank you. Um, that's fucking funny. But getting back to well, the point about... We didn't talk rem- about Rudy. I mean, because, you know... I had a point about Remember the Titans that I got away from, and that's my own fault. But I wanted to... Right. I don't like... I don't like the movies where there's this, these tragedies. Like, so for those who haven't seen Remember the Titans, there is a there's a tension about the integration. As Steph mentioned, it's about the first time they integrated a team, and as you would imagine, there's going to be that tension throughout the movie. But eventually, as you can also guess, they get past it. But then one of the players gets severely hurt in a car accident, and I don't remember if he dies or if he just ends up paralyzed, but something happened. But he basically never gets to play again. And, like, it's one of those win-one-for-him type stories, which is, a, you know, it tugs at the hard screens, and it's fantastic. But I don't like... Because Varsity Blues had a very similar type of thing, if I recall. You've never seen I that either. Never, I know, I've Rico. I've yeah. seen it, so I have no fucking clue. So, uh, all, but we saw The Equalizer and The Equalizer 2, so all I'm hearing in Denzel Washington is just, like... Him explaining why he's going to kill someone, and then uh, now I'm just imagining that he, that's what he does in the movie. Like, okay, you gotta, you want to play football? This is what you have to do. I've never seen either of those, so I'll trust you. But um, I did. No, I didn't see Varsity Blues. But then you're not going to like um, Brian's song. Well, I've never saw it, so I can't really comment on but, it. But based on your last statement about how you don't like tragic, oh, I'm not going well, to. Well, it's not that I song at all. It's not that I don't like Tragic. I just felt like th- there was a run of those. Because, like, Varsity Blues, Remember the Titans, and something else. I think... Shit, what was that one where they had the kids laying in the street? The the program, I think it was called? They all came out around the same time. And they all had a tragedy at some point towards the end. 
Didn't so. Coach Carter or something have something to do with that too? Like, I think so. Yeah. So I mean, it was a run of those like tragedy sports movies for a while, and I think I just kind of got sick of the tragedy aspect of it. You know, whereas like no, with I the, can understand that. Whereas like with it gets, the rookie, it gets tiresome. Yeah, and was with the like with the rookie or Invincible or you know Miracle for that instance it has like that that happy ending income outcome and they're all true stories all three of those are true stories so it's you know it's not just made for the screen it really happened the way that they talked i mean obviously you take liberties from movies but the the core story well you is... know that that kind of reminds me of the more recent one where it's the blind side where it's about that that guy who yeah goes pro uh they they did exaggerate his uh, background a little bit to, to fit the movie, but um, it's but it's a tug on the heartstring kind of I, kind of story. It has a happy ending, so. And I didn't see it, Steph, but I remember hearing about it quite a bit, and I did watch because I watch the draft every year, so I remember when I kid was drafted, and it seems like the they got the the core aspects right. There might have been some liberties with some of it, but the core basic of his background was was hit pretty accurately from what I from what I could tell. But I didn't see the movie. I'm only going off the description I saw and then the draft commentary. So I, I feel real bad I didn't do my homework. I don't remember exactly what they were complaining about as what they exaggerated on. It probably could have been his um how they portrayed him being a little too simple. No. Okay. Well, yeah, he wasn't stupid. Um, but if you didn't but, do your homework, young lady, you go to your room. That's all I'm saying. Uh, um, <laughs> didn't do your homework. Like, like we ever fucking do homework for this show. <laughs> I prep every time I come on. <laughs> I, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about us. <laughs> so, um, but Rico, what do you think about you know when they have like that that tragedy ending? You know, in a story like that, I think whether it's about football or deep sea fishing or something like the tragedy has to be in every movie. So if for, for, for a movie standpoint, if there's no tragedy, there's no movie. You have to have tragedy for characters to overcome. And even if it's a comedy, there still has to be a problem. If there's no problem and it's all solutions, it's a five second movie. So no no no. His question was though, what do you think of movies where the ending is tragic? Yeah, it's not about there being tragedy in the story. It's about the ending. I think I'm a very depressed person and a very depressing person, and I sort of gravitate towards de- depressing endings. I think there's a reason why Empire Strikes Back is overall uh, the quote unquote best Star Wars film, wherever whatever people's opinions are, Empire Strikes Back is such a great movie, and I think it's because it does have the I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast <laughs> I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Time to take this submarine back up. Oh, but it's tax season up there, Captain. 
You know, all that stressing over taxes isn't necessary with Tax Act. How did you get- April here. To remind you that with Tax Act, you're guaranteed your maximum refund while filing for less. Beats being submerged for another month. May Captain? To your stations. We're headed home. Guess I should probably close that window I opened. What? Kidding. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See TaxAct.com for details. A very tragic ending. It does have a very dour ending because it is a reminder that life isn't always happiness. Well, that, now I know why yeah. our show's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm 50-50 when it comes to stuff like that. I Sometimes I will gravitate towards a tragic movie, tragic endings, really something that's just dour as a way of kind of like proving to myself that no matter how bad I get, no matter how bad I feel, things could always be worse. And in that reverse psychology sort of way, it kind of makes me turn around and look at life differently. So there are times where I will actively reach out for depressing ending movies and then there are times where I'm like, no, I'm doing really great right now. I don't want to become sad because I'm right. too altruistic and I will then become sad. <laughs> I, I, I tend to agree with that. Uh, when Art passed away, I right. I didn't want to watch a lot of comedies and lighthearted movies to lighten up. I wanted to feel awful so that I could actually kind of just dispense all of my emotion and actually cry for my friend. So like I watched house of San Fock, which is a very fucking from beginning, middle and end. There's very little levity. It's, it's, it's a brilliant acted film, but it's got a fucking tragic ending and that helped that kind of just like, you want to cry? Boom. There you go. So I also think it depends on the mood. I mean, I, I am of the opinion that if there are movies that are part of a series or a trilogy or a saga or whatever, you need a dour ending for some, and then you need a good uplifting one afterwards. I not make like, like empire to Jedi. Yeah. As long as evil is triumphed at the end of, of the story, that's a good one, but you can have a chapter that's fucking dark. Like if Game of Thrones kind of just ends with everyone dead, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very disappointed because it's like, fuck, I you know we've been dealing with all this dourness and evil and backstabbery, like someone better fucking be king and it should be someone we root for. You know, I'll just be happy when Game of Thrones ends, so I don't have to hear about it anymore. Um, people are still talking about the Sopranos, <laughs> and that shit's been over for a while. So I know you need to. Just- I was fucking, by the way, not to get way off, but it is a semi-sports thing. They released the second season of Cobra Kai on YouTube this week. And Mm -hmm. I binged all but two episodes yesterday. And holy shit, it's so good. It really is. They did an amazing job. I still have not started, dude. Ever since our fucking conversation on that one episode we talked about it, I, I just never made the leap. Well, jump, motherfucker. Um, well, I mean, it's partially it, that's 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 partially my fault though because I kind of feel like that if we're gonna jump into the Cobra Kai series, I, I kind of want to rewatch the Karate Kid, at least some of them, to get me back into 
who are these people and why do we give a shit? If so you're gonna, I if kind you're, of been like holding him back because I was like, but we've got to watch these things that we've already rented first and then, you know, life unfolded. So, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> here's what I would recommend though. If you, and I, and I understand why you say that stuff. If you want to do that, here's what I recommend. Watch the first one, watch the first half hour of the second one. And like 10 minutes in the middle of the third one. Because that's the only parts that are referenced in the series. So you're saying watch the first three films? No. I'm saying... We're not going to watch just the first 20 minutes of a fucking movie. Just to You can even stuff. really just skip the third one altogether. <laughs> and still be okay. It would really... They... they in... In episode nine of the ten episodes in season two is the first time at all at any point was the third Karate Kid even referenced. Dude, fuck that. We're going to watch all four of them, including the Hillary Squank one. You don't need that one. And then we're going to watch the fucking Jackie Chan awful fucking remake. Hey, it's not awful. I I like it. I like it. Yeah, I liked it. it sh- I just don't like the fact it's called the Karate Kid. If it called it the Kung Fu Kid, I'd be happy. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. They should have not called it that, but I know what they were going for. They were trying to. Yeah. It's not karate. Yeah, yeah. I Rico, I'm I, with yeah. you. Yeah, but okay. I understand why they did it. <laughs> um, I, but all kidding aside, like, and I know you're giving me shit, Rico, but like for real, the first movie and like the opening sequence in the second one is really all you need. No, I'm not giving you shit. If you, t- if I mean, I rewatched all the fucking Marvel films. I'm not going to just watch clips of it to, and to set up for fucking Endgame. Well, because they're I'm gonna all shit, I'm gonna better prop- than the Karate Kid movies. You shut your fuck hole. No, I love the Karate Kid movies. They're some of my favorite movies, but the Marvel movies, hands down, are still better than the Karate Kid movies. You know what? I'm going to wax off your fucking face. Stop it. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi's a goddamn national treasure. He is. <laughs> Jesus. Even though he's putting on the accent. Oh, God. I know, that was such a bizarre thing when I first watched like him do an interview. I'm like, oh, my God, he doesn't sound like Danielson. Danielson. Like, no, he, uh, he put that accent on. He had a flat-out American accent. Yeah, he's, that was it's disappointing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he's, he's made an appearance a couple times in the series, which is kind of nice via flashback, but because he's dead. Yes, because he's dead. Um, no, they fucking brought his corpse out and reanimated his ass. I mean, come on. I still think Marvel will do that for Stan Lee. (laughs) They probably would. Um, anyway. We've gone way off the rails now. I don't even know how to get so, us yeah, back. Like I, like I said, uh, baseball. Well, I think baseball. Steph had some Well, more. if we're talking about international baseball, Mr. Mr. Baseball. Is that the one Tom Selleck and he goes to Japan? Yeah. That's a fun fucking movie. That is a fun fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> just watching this really ginormously tall guy try to live in Japan is just hilarious. <laughs> If I'm right, I, I, I have I'm to look sad. this up now, but if I'm right, there's one actor in that and in one of my favorite baseball movies. So I have to look first. Let me look it up. Well, while you're doing that, I'll tell you my favorite baseball movies. Oh, okay. 
You <laughs> son of a bitch. Jesus Christ. You love me. I, I You know what? Fuck you. I'm not going to tell you now. No, fucking tell me. Come on. No, each shouldn't die. <laughs> I'm sorry to all our listeners for the, how disjointed this episode is. Uh, okay, fine. Feel the dreams. Oh, good movie. Yeah. Um. Oh shit. Oh, uh, Moneyball. Moneyball is a really good one. That's a really good movie. You're right. That is a really good movie. <laughs> and uh, God, what the. F- Oh, Angels, uh, Angels of the Outfield. That's a good movie. No, fuck that. Fuck that. Sandlot. Oh, God. Sandlot. Yeah. Nothing against Angels of the Outfield. No, but Sandlot's but a better movie. doesn't even compare to Sandlot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 100%. You're killing me, Schmalls. Yep. Yep. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I didn't realize until later, but the woman who plays the lifeguard is the actress Mary Shelton, I think. She's, like, been in, like, she was in, like, uh, Planet Terror, and she's been, like, some Robert Rodriguez movies. She was in, like, Scream 4. She's, I didn't realize that she's, like, this kind of, she's kind of got huge fucking eyes, but, like, I didn't make that connection until years later. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the chick from Sandlot. For the most of the movies, she's wearing sunglasses, if I recall. Right, she does kind of lower her glasses and kind of like squint at the kid. Right, so yeah. Um, and also, I mean, it's got fucking James Earl Jones. I mean, it is such a oh, it's such a good movie. It really, really is. Burt Lancaster is in that movie. Oh, I was talking about Sandlot. Oh, I thought. Well, James Earl Jones is in both of them. Is in both of them. Yeah, you're right. Does James Earl Jones just like want to be in baseball movies? I think he is a big fan. To be no, no joking. But um, is he really? Yeah. Um, so, all right, and I was right. Dennis Haysbert. No, is you, you is want in... to talk about sports? Like the guy who's in every freaking sports movie is Kevin Costner. Well, every baseball movie, yeah. Every baseball he, movie. He was in one called McFarlane USA. Isn't that about baseball? Um, I just had that up on the screen. I think it is. And that was a Disney movie, and that was also a Kevin Costner film and a baseball film, I think. Yep. yep. You know, like Bill Durham, Field of Dreams. Oh, you mean Bull Durham? You mean Bull Durham? Oh, you sound like you said yeah, Bill Durham. 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 There's no N. It's Durham. Dur- like Durham. Right. I, it, okay. it doesn't matter. Okay. But yeah, for love of the game, Field of Dreams, yep. uh, Bill Durham. Uh, um. <laughs> well, so real quick, for love of the game, which is that saw. a baseball movie? I just don't exist. Is that a sports movie? It's a baseball movie. It is, but the story is about that relationship, not about baseball. So is Jerry Maguire. But that doesn't ever oh. really take place on a field. Like that's why I. Well. So is uh, Brian's song. You don't. I, the only time that you see him on the field is on a screen where they're okay. doing playbacks. Like the, okay. the movie isn't about them playing the game. Um. So I was. I was sports movie. Fucking getting Junior get knocked unconscious on the field. Which movie? Jerry Maguire. I'm saying uh, we're using yeah. that as a template. If it's like if it's a movie about relationships, it's also a sports movie. 
Well, true. But I'm just saying because the I'm just thinking of the ratio of time on the field versus off the field. But you're right. Um, I was right though about Mr. Baseball. Dennis Haysbert is in that movie as a baseball player in Japan. So he's a, like a six foot tall black guy. Just Peter points out about these tall people running around Japan, and then it's what? And then he's also he's also Pedro Serrano in one of my favorite baseball movies, Major League. And I yeah, fucking I, love that movie. I, I love Major League. That's such a good one. And I know I give you shit all the time, Rico, for watching stuff out of order, but I will tell you, I saw Major League 2 before I saw Major League 1. I've never seen the other ones. I've only seen the first one. The second one is okay. The problem with the second one is they recasted a few players, and it lost some of the feel for me. They're the same people, the same characters, but they're different actors. And yeah, they Wesley Snipes, right? Yeah, Omar Epps takes over the role, and I like Omar Epps. I've heard him, I've seen him on a bunch of stuff. I think he's a great actor, but it was it was hard watching it go from Wesley to him. You know, I dude, I need to watch Major League. I fucking love that movie. I, uh, yeah, it's so good. Well, you know, back to. Would you even consider Fever Pitch a baseball movie? Yes. It's hard. To, yeah, if it's, I, get the point, I get the they reason don't you're play, asking. They don't play the game. It's about a guy who loves baseball and how it like literally consumes half of his life. Yeah. I, I get the point you're making, Steph, and I, why you asked the question. the Red Sox. See, that's why you say it's a sports movie, because it's the fucking Red Sox. You know what? If you put the fucking movie all about the Eagles, you would suck its dick off. <laughs> you know, you know they had to change the ending of that movie, like on the fly. Yeah, because they won. Because they won. Yeah, dude, my dad is not the biggest like modern day comedy film goer. He loves that movie. Of the movie, yeah, I he can imagine for it. What's that? Well, he's like, you gotta send this to Paul Shapiro, and I'm like, okay, I don't know. Just tell Paul Shapiro to fucking rent it or or buy it, like. I don't his even know who friend. that is. Oh, his friend. Okay. Um, that no, hard Red Sox fan. They talk to each other every day when the Red Sox are playing. Like, yeah, did you watch the Red Sox? Yeah, it's fucked up. Like, that's funny. Uh, you know, we're talking baseball movies, and I realized we missed a huge one that none of us have brought oh, up we, yet. We haven't gone over my list yet. Oh, well, we only um, talked about his favorites. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't even get into mine. Really? Yeah. Jesus. All right. <laughs> You are jumping the gun. <laughs> I um. <laughs> Welcome to the Potaskew <laughs> podcast, and here's your host Stephanie. Okay. I. That's what I'm saying. This should be considered just Stephaskew. We'll call it Stephaskew Strikes Out. <laughs> there you, go. you know what? I kind of like it. Actually, I kind of like it. Oh God. Stephaskew Strike Out. Well, my baseball movies. <laughs> I love Trouble with the Curve, A League of Their Own. That is the one I was talking about. The Natural, The Scout. I've seen zero of all of those. You've never seen A League of Their Own? I've seen clips of it. I don't consider oh it counting my, it. Dude, it is... There's no crying in baseball! <laughs> Damn right. Um, There is when you're in a relationship with you and CJ... Yeah, we are. You did. You did break up with Steph and declared me your girlfriend on Cinema Wars. So, um, 
But uh, no, I like, I, I like a beard when it gives me a blowjob. I like a good tickle my balls. I I'm so glad that didn't come out clear because I'm just gonna cut it. Um, <laughs> no, Rico, you would love a league of their own for a lot of reasons. I think forget the sports aspect of it. First off, it's incredibly well acted. It it really is a well done you. For for um, Tom Hanks, the, the premise of a league of their own is during which war was it? One, uh, two, two. During World War Two, they were trying to bring baseball back to the public, and the only people that they had enough of to make teams were women. So they decided to do a women's league for the first time, and so it's it's the I haven't really woken up. Until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. How Women's League Baseball began. And you're following this particular group of girls and how it changed their lives. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a very historical period piece type film and it, and it, depending on who you're following, it's very uplifting movie. I would agree. I, Rico, you would love it for Tom Hanks alone. Probably. His, his, his portrayal of the manager, Jimmy Dugan, is ridiculous. He just kills that role. It's it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I could probably see Tom Hanks in anything. Like, let's say for the sake of argument, I'm not a fan of gangster movies. Right. I would love Road to Perdition. If I don't, it, I mean, he's so good. I could be a devout anti Disney fan, or which I guess would make me not a Disney fan. But him playing Walt Disney is fucking great. He's on a fucking island by himself, and he makes that shit work. Well, I mean, he does inspire Star Wars on that that island, apparently. So, wait, what? The Wilsons. Um. Oh, <laughs> you said that on the episode. You mentioned that it takes you to that fucking scene in Look, Castaway. Don't, yeah, but don't feed that fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. But no, now I'm just imagining there's a fucking Ryan Johnson's going to make a movie with a fucking Wilson the volleyball and it's just going to be a, the newest Jedi. But here's the thing about Tom Hanks's character in that movie. He is a huge fucking jerk off. He really is a nasty motherfucker and you find yourself liking him throughout the no, whole thing. He is such a dick. He is. And... But, like, but he's lovable. But remember the question from Cinema Wars about a, a villain you don't want to like that you do? I could have picked Jimmy Dugan and argued that for that question. That's how evil he can be at one point. I No, I don't think that he's the villain. No, but I'm saying he's just that much of a jerk-off that you could you could probably pull the pull that argument. I could I could make the argument and maybe win it. I'm just saying. Um it wouldn't be my go-to, but if I had to make the argument, I could probably do it. Um, he, the point is that he, he's, 
he's on screen and he's not designed to be a likable character and yet it's it's captivating like you and by the end of the movie you really do like him i won't tell you why i won't spoil that stuff for you but he it comes around and it's really interesting it's intriguing i would probably argue i mean I don't remember who what his character's name, but like whoever Tim Robbins plays in Bull Durham, I uh, found completely unlikable. See, you know I've never I mean? seen Bull Durham, so I can't I can't speak to that. Apparently I think there's just assholes in baseball movies. Um Yeah, it feels like it, because even in Major League you got you got Dorn, I think would probably be the asshole. Right? Even in Trouble in a Curve, because Trouble with a Curve, the the guy is trying to get rid of Clint Eastwood's position. He's trying to upsurp him, and he's such a dick. I didn't see that, so I can't speak to that one, but I guess the rookie... I don't know, the, yeah, the rookie probably doesn't have an asshole that I can think of, unless you count the other team. There's some assholes on that team, but they were only on screen for a couple minutes. Yeah, but then YouTube is going to make a whole fucking show about that opposing... Uh... That, that opposing team to show that what really, like, the asshole that you thought, like Johnny Lawrence and Karate Kid. And really it's going to be story. fucking phenomenal, so you can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, now YouTube's just going to make a fucking show of every antagonist, and now we're going to be sympathetic, and aww, and now the hero that we thought was a hero is really the real Dick. No, you know and what? Really, though, what that's, I was just saying is everyone's a hero and everyone's a fucking asshole. That's, that's what that. That's of, what that show is revealing. And that's kind of no, what they're doing. You know, yeah, there's some. There's some good guys. Okay. <laughs> what? I don't get that reference. I don't either. And there's silence. Oh, she's she's trying to do her Trump. Let me let me hear your Trump again. Oh God. Oh, it's terrible. No. <laughs> so so is his natural voice. You can, any Trump impression is going to be better than Trump. We are speaking. an apolitical comedy show. Thank you so much. Fuck off! I want to hear this Trump impression. <laughs> yes. You can hear it when he puts it in the episode. It's terrible. <laughs> so is Trump. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, There's no bad Trump impressions on this podcast. Yes, of there, course are. there are. <laughs> I was making a joke like there's no crying in baseball. No, I yeah. get the joke. It was A, terrible, and B, untrue. Um, so C, you're a dick. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, D, all the above. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the... Oh, shit, I don't even know where to go now. I'm so lost. Um... I mean, we've talked about foosball. We've talked about baseball. There's other sports. Yeah. Are they I mean, the you got your boxing. hockey movies with... You got your hockey movies with, you know, the Mighty Ducks and Miracle, and um, I think that might be it, actually. Uh, there are a small cameo in Chasing Amy. There's some hockey in There's there. There's there. Actually, you got Slap Shot. History which, Alaska. What's that? History Alaska. Oh, I love Mystery Alaska. Good call, Steph. Good pull. I forgot about that movie. That's sure. a really good movie. Did you guys um, talk about that on an episode once before? Uh, we might yes, have brought have. it up. Yeah. Um, and then there's Slapshot, <laughs> which I've never What's seen. Paul what? What's the one with Paul Newman? Oh, that's um, that's Slapshot. Uh, okay. Well, I've never seen it. 
Um, I and then you think, I've, apart from the Mighty Ducks, I think I've only seen like one fucking hockey movie. Have you seen Miracle? No. Miracle, Miracle has a, I think, a special. So let me tell you why Miracle has a special um, place for me because it's two reasons. One, it's 1980, so it's the year I'm born. I was born, but the game was actually played on my birthday. Like the the game was played like two hours after I was born. Wow. So yeah, and then we've talked about on the on the show before about how I'm I'm adopted and I have found my biological family. My mom, my biological mom, who is was young when I was born, she was 16 when I was born, says she does not remember a whole lot about that day, but what she does remember, surprisingly, I guess, despite what she went through, is laying in the hospital bed after the fact watching that game. And so I feel like that that's maybe one of the reasons why I, the game, that movie holds such reverence for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's but a really I good. Seen it. I really want to though because it has Kurt Russell. He does a really good job as as the coach. Yeah, so so much like made or um, League of Their Own, Rico. I would recommend that movie to you for nothing else but to watch Kurt Russell's performance because it's so good. Uh, I'll, you know? I'll check it out. Um, I'm I'm just now curious what happened on the day of my birth, just to see if there's anything significant. No, nothing significant I can think of. Um, Ow! <laughs> what? He didn't follow that. No, I got it. I just didn't think it was fucking particularly nice. I didn't want to say anything. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Was it 90, 91, I think? I'm looking, yeah, it's 91. I'm looking it up. June 27th, 1991. What happened? June 27th, 18... Fun birthday facts about this. All right, let's see. Let's just find out. There's no Can you tell Rico sports. didn't want to talk about sports stuff because he's changing the subject? No, no, no. I'm, I'm looking to see if there's anything sports related. That oh, okay. way I can throw it back in there. Um, uh, oh, apparently, I was born on a Thursday. Mm. There you go. I think I think I was born on a Thursday, Rico. I'm not joking. I think it was a Thursday for yeah. me, too. Thursday, brothers. All right. Um. Well, while you're looking that up, while you're looking that up, I'm laughing because I'm looking at what happened on my birthday, and it's the L.A. Dodgers beat Oakland A's in baseballs. That's kind of funny. World Series. That's a little ironic. (laughs) I gotta say, that's a little ironic. The L.A. Dodgers beat Oakland A's. He said that. She said that. Yeah. You bitch. Fine. Just ruin. Uh, fine. You know what? They're not the Red Sox. I don't give a shit. Britain ends suspects' right to remain silent in crackdown on IRA. Also happened on my birthday. So yeah. Hey good, Rico, good, if, good it, times. if if it means anything, Point Break was released. No. Okay. Well, thanks for trying. Yep. Uh, American baseball us. player and sportscaster Jeff Conine is born on my uh, Conine. 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 Yeah. Which, by the oh. way, Rico, can I can I point out that I've realized how much of a name Nazi you are? What do you mean? How frequently you correct people on name pronunciations is... Endless. Yes. Especially if they're Italian. Yeah, I'm aware. Like, you could not handle the fact that they said Milo's name wrong on Cinema Wars. You must have corrected them uh. like four times. 
No, twice. But still. If it was four times, you edited it twice out. I don't remember. But either way, it was a lot. That's the point. I mean, you know, I like because I have an ethnic name and I'm always being called fucking Enrique de Gorgio. Yeah, I have an ethnic name, too, and mine's fucked up all the time and I don't get shitty about it. Well, I'm 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 more sensitive to it than you are. Apparently. And I am also in customer service. I'm constantly trying like I have customers that come in and I'm always trying to pronounce their name properly. So I just have one. I have Italian Tourette's Two, I have respect for someone's fucking name. Unlike you. Okay. Um, (laughs) I really do apologize to our listeners. This is maybe our worst episode ever. Um, It's not not your fault, Steph. Even Deb's nodding at me. Oh, sure it's not. Okay, fine. (laughs) Deb's sitting here nodding at me. So, um, God. Well, let's talk about... What's that supposed to be? I don't know. Let's talk about sports movies that aren't, like, of the majors, because one just jumped into my mind that I love that's not really, like, a traditional sport movie. And I would argue the Karate Kid series falls into the same thing, but The Cutting Edge, which is a figure skating movie that I absolutely love. Oh, The Cutting Edge is just so great. The the second one is terrible. I never saw the second one. Generally, those... Don't. Generally, when there's movies like that, if there's a sequel, the sequels are always terrible. Just like The Sandlot. The first one's amazing, but the sequels are terrible. You know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, The Cutting Edge is a great movie about figure skating and a hockey player that becomes a figure skater because he's got an injury. And it's just a fun... Well, not not an injury. He ends up getting a... He ends up getting a vision disability. No. Yeah, he loses his peripheral vision. So he can't play anymore. What's that? that no, we're not, no. <laughs> no, the guy that played Vision is not in the cutting edge. I can guarantee you that. Um, <laughs> she just misheard me, but it was funny. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's a, it, it's a fun movie, though. It's a fun it's a rom-com. When you say stuff, it's basically a rom-com centered around figure skating. Uh, yeah, you can say that. I would go by that logic and like I Tanya is a sports movie. Probably. I mean it's it's a it's a off the field type sport so it's not your your four majors, football, hockey, baseball, basketball. It's you know by the way, if we're talking about basketball, my favorite I've seen is the the only wrestling movie I've seen is the wrestling. Yeah, it's that one and I and um Oh God! What was that movie that Daniel Arquette was in? Uh, Dan- Arquette. Um, shit. Hold on. If we're talking unconventional sports movies, my always go to is Rounders. Oh, I love Rounders, but see, I don't know if that's a sports movie. I love the movie, but I don't know if it's sports. I would I would argue that poker is a sport. If figure skating is. Figure skating is more of a sport than poker is. Ro- poker requires a lot of endurance, just like chess. Chess is a sport. Well, then that means searching for Bobby Fischer is a sports movie. I would probably agree, except I don't know what the fuck searching for Bobby Fischer is. It's a true story about um, a kid who who is became a 
basically chess prodigy, and they called yeah. it certain. What's that? Then yeah, probably. Um, David Arquette is the guy I was thinking of, and he was in a wrestling movie called. Where is it? God damn it! Oh, hold on, I'll come back. But damn it! <laughs> yeah, damn it! Um, uh, searching for Bobby Fischer, you would definitely want to see it just for Ben Kingsley's in it. Ben Kingsley, Lawrence Fishburne, Joe Montana. I know I fucked it up. Don't correct me. Um, no, you did fine. Okay. Um, those are just the big names I can think of off the top of my head. Joe Montana from Criminal Minds. Yes, I love that show. I'm so sad it's coming off the air. Really upset about that, but that's okay. I liked him as Dean Martin. He played a Dean. He played Dean Martin in a Rat Pack movie. Joe Montana did. Yeah. Oh wow, that'd be interesting. It was a it was a, a Rat Pack HBO movie where Ray Liotta from Field of Dreams, ironically enough, played Sinatra, and okay. he was just weird. It was just a, because he played him like he played Henry Hill in Goodfellas, mm. like just real aggro Italian American, which I you know in some ways Sinatra was, but it was just like in this movie Sinatra was just beating the shit out of everybody and always screaming at everybody, which the character was, but which the guy really was, but yeah, Joe Montana plays uh, Dean Martin, Don Cheadle. Is fucking phenomenal as Sam Davis Jr. Like learn how to sing and dance, drum. I would watch uh, it just for times. that. I love Don Cheadle. Um, Dude, he learned it all in like two weeks and nailed it. He so going back to the movie I was talking about. Um, David Arquette played a character named Gordy Boggs in a movie called Ready to Rumble, which is about wrestling. It's a wrestling movie. I. I think I've heard of that. Did you hear about this fucking English wrestling movie that came out or is coming out? Oh, the about wrestling these... with my family. Yes. The, yeah. the brother and the sister that are British and then the rock is in it and he plays himself. Yeah. It's, a, it's based on a true story about the wrestler page. I think if I remember correctly, I think Stephen Merchant directed it. Uh, that I don't know. I can look it up for you, but yeah. No, that's... The guy who like, helped co-create The Office with uh, Ricky Gervais. He's super tall, super thin, and I think he, he played the uh, the albino vampire kind of dude in Logan. Oh, I heard about that. Oh, um, oh, um, shit. Or I know who you're talking Yeah, I'm trying to think of the character's name. Caliban? Yeah. Caliban, yes, I think. Yes, Caliban. Caliban. So, yeah. I, I um, was curious about that movie. I'll, I'll, I would check out that fucking wrestling movie. Even though The Wrestler really is just fucking great. We were just talking about that. We were talking about The Wrestler the other night. The Wrestler's yeah. a, a weird movie. That's a, That goes back to what I don't like about ending in tragedy, though. You know? Spoiler. Well, last night I was, th- I was just trying to think about all the sports movies I've seen, and I'm like, I've only seen one wrestling movie, and that was the only one. Well, to be fair, I don't think they've really made that many, you know? No, I mean, if you Google wrestling movies, there's there's a long enough list. It's just, it's I don't really go for that, you know? I can't find I, that I fucking go for movie now. more than anything. What? I go for boxing more than anything. So, yeah, well, we haven't even touched on those. You know what I mean? You got your... your... Wait, but let's, let's swing back. Please. If we're going to do talk about a chess movie... Um, if you haven't seen it yet, you should. It's the Ron Clark story. And Matthew Perry, yeah, this, the same guy from Friends. Yeah, yeah. He, he portrays a teacher that 
it is in a less fortunate educational community and he and he teaches these kids chess and helps them prove to themselves that they're really smart. Okay. That sounds interesting. That actually sounds good. It does, it does. sound good. Yeah, it does sound good. Um, really quick, Have I just want to... Have you guys wanna... seen Pawn Sacrifice? What's that? Have you guys seen Pawn Sacrifice? No. It's Tobey Maguire and uh, Liev Schreiber. And I think it's them. It's like it's like the guy who is like a brilliant, like two brilliant guys playing chess. So, but okay. yeah, go go with what you were saying. Okay, no, I will in a second. But I will tell you real quick. It's funny you lost me with Tobey Maguire and then got me back with Liv Schreiber. Um, right, it's just kind of funny. Uh, no, I just wanted well, to clarify cause... the movie. If I didn't say it is called Fighting with My Family, I think I said Wrestling with My Family. It's called Fighting with My Family, the one that you were talking about, Rico, the British wrestler one. Yeah, um, Liv Schreiber. He is. He always plays that character that you want to back. And then, like, backstabs you. <laughs> you know? No. He's always that guy that you're like, oh, man, I wanted to be a good guy. And oh, he's, he's not the good guy. <laughs> he's, he's sort of a good guy in Kane Leopold. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably, yeah. I mean. He's actually, he's introduced in, these are the first three Scream movies. And he is kind of portrayed, he portrays, like, is he a bad guy? Is he one of the killers or is he not one of the killers or is he just a sleazeball? But really he, he's kind of like, he, he, you know, he sells out and becomes a talk show host, despite the fact that blah, blah, blah. You guys don't give a fuck. I'm just saying no, he's I'm not listening. a bad guy in that Jesus. either. Um, no, that's, that's interesting. I, I, I was listening to you, honestly, Rico. Um, no, it's just that you guys, I, mean, I don't, if if I could probably be like, okay, here's a, here's a horror movie you guys could probably get behind. It might be Scream. You've told me that before. You've said that to me before. We were talking about something. I and just recently, I don't remember which episode it was, but you did bring that up. Hey, if we can spin off on a little further with Leave Driver, oh, sure. did either of you guys see the the twenty the two thousand six version of The Omen? I did not. I did. Do you remember what his character was? I didn't remember that he was in the film. Was he the father? Is he? I was just looking at his IMDb and I'm like, what? He was in the open? <laughs> I, thought he, I, thought, I thought he played Damien's father. Fuck that. You guys say that he you. did. That he did. Okay. Oh my god. I can't even believe it. <laughs> he'll always be Sabretooth to me. See, he'll always be Ray Donovan for me. Yeah, TV. Like, no, he'll always be the dude from Kate Leopold to me. <laughs> that's fair. I, that, that's not to get because we're trying to save a sports, but that is really is an underrated movie, I think. Um, Until you dive deep and overexplain it, then you're like, holy shit, this is complicated and messy. Oh, yeah, because um, it's time travel. <laughs> yeah, anytime you have time travel, it gets to be convoluted and messy. So, um. <laughs> We haven't even touched on basketball yet, and I know that fans of basketball and basketball movies that are going to hear this are going to shred me, but I think my favorite basketball movie is Space Jam. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> I got to give you credit, man. That, that is a that, Look, they're making a sequel. I know they are, and I I'm, I'm, don't know how I feel about it, but... Look, it, it can't look. LeBron James at least actually is a better actor than Michael Jordan. 
Yeah, I mean, if you've seen like, him I act, I seriously in, haven't. If you've seen him act in something, that then that's awesome. But I haven't seen him act in anything, so he was in. Uh, fuck, was it? It was a train wreck with Bill Hader and Amy Schumer. I I know of it, but I've never seen it. He was actually like delightfully fucking funny in that movie. Okay, I don't know. I just. I don't even. I should look it up. But I don't even know how are they are they treating this like a direct sequel? Is it a reboot? Do we know? I don't know. I know Jordan Peele is producing it. That's the only weirdness I know of it. Well, that at least gives it some gravitas, I guess. But hold on, I got it here. I, um, uh, yeah, if it I just throw says out some... it just says that NBA superstar LeBron James teams up with Bugs Bunny and the rest of the Looney Tunes for a long-awaited sequel. That's all it says. If Danny DeVito comes back, I'll be happy. Oh, that'd be awesome. He really was good. He was good. He was great. He was great as a villain. Um, for basketball movies... I mean, I know there's I, classics like Hoosiers and Blue Chips and, you know... He got game? He, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give you a better one that I, I might like a little bit better in Space Jam. White Men Can't Jump. I fucking love that movie. That's a great goddamn movie, but it doesn't compare to Airbud. Really? Really. Uh, all right. I seriously don't watch basketball movies. Like the only two that I have seen on literally eighty basketball movies on IMDb are not even really basketball movies. It's it's uh let me get back up. Number twenty three and twenty four. Coach Carter. No, I haven't seen that. It's Forget Paris and Finding Forrester. Rico, I'm going to sound like I'm making a joke, but does Teen Wolf qualify as a basketball movie? It's on the list. Boom, there you go. Um, Actually, Finding Forrester, I would count as a basketball movie. It is The character is is obsessed with writing as much as he is playing basketball, so I I would count that. Have you seen that, CJ? What movie? I'm sorry. Finding Forrester. No, I know of it, but I've never seen it. You should see that. It's like oh, uh, you definitely should see it. I um, it's definitely Sean Connery's last great movie. Okay, I um, I I'm gonna go morbid for a minute, but I and I don't know why this. Tri- it's something you. I think when you talked about he got game, this triggered it. I don't even think it's related officially, but it did trigger the thought. Um, I want to send some love out to John Singleton and his family. Right now, because what? I, oh, he had a stroke. He's in a coma. John Singleton had a stroke. Yeah, and he's fifty-one years old. So really, no way. yeah. So love to John Singleton and his family. I know, I know they're dealing with a lot right now. So, but I, I figured that'd be right on your your radar, Rico. No, if, no. I, I, you, you would normally be right. I, I but I thought. He Got Game was directed with Spike Lee. Well, I think you're right, but I think some reason that triggered that I did wanted to mention that because it is something that sh- we should bring up since we are a movie podcast. Um, no, no, you're, you're you're absolutely right. I completely had no idea. Um, I'm looking up John Singleton. Holy shit! Yeah, I had I, no I, clue. I think you're right about He Got Game and who did that, but for whatever reason, that made me think of John Singleton, and I did want to mention it. So. Dude, um, I loved his, his four brothers. Did you see that? What What is it again? Mar- I'm sorry. Four brothers. Is that the one with Wahlberg and... Yeah. 
I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. It's that's a tough watch, but it's a great movie. Um, a decent flick. So okay. anyway, um, I uh, I don't want to. Okay, stroke. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to. Stroke was placed under intensive care. Yeah, he's he's in bad shape. Oh shit! On April twenty fifth, he's reported that he's in a coma. Yeah, from the stroke. Yeah. Oh my god, that's I, too bad. So, um. Love to, to his family and, and friends and hope he makes a recovery because it is possible. Yeah. So let's, let's what we're saying is, is John Singleton, please come out of your coma and please make a sport movie that we can all appreciate. There you go. Yeah. I mean, technically, I don't know if you would call it a sport movie, but he did make Too Fast, Too Furious. I think there's racing movies. I think the first the first one is a ra- I guess the first two are racing movies. Yeah, so and then he it made just the goes second one. Heist no, fucking movies. The third one's a racing movie. Tokyo Drift I would qualify as a racing movie. It's a different style of racing, but it's still racing. Oh, see, I watched them in I, someone actually gave me a list of like the the chronological order because I think Tokyo Drift is like set between I, honestly, I still haven't seen them all. Yeah. If you're if you're going chronologically, if if you're going chronologically, it's like one, two, four, five, six, three, seven, eight. That's the chronological order. Yeah. Um, But from a release perspective, Tokyo Drift is the third one. So I'd say the first three are definitely racing movies. Um, But yeah, man. So hopefully John Singleton comes out of this and he'll. He'll be okay, but that's a damn shame because I know he, I, I would say not to get off topic way far, but I'd say he's as important as Spike Lee from an African-American director perspective. Would you agree, Rico? I would agree. I I would say that I probably have enjoyed Singleton's movies more than Spike Lee's personally. I could um, probably agree with that, yeah. But I'm saying from a I, impact perspective, they're probably on par with each other. Oh, absolutely. I mean... There's not too many. I mean, there are now, but at the beginning, there were not too many African American writer directors right. in films. Uh, I would also, I think, I, I know I'm going to, ironically enough, I'm pretty sure I'm going to fuck up this guy's last name, but Anton uh, Fuka, I want to say, the I, guy who directed, um, he directed Training Day. Oh. He works a lot with Denzel Washington. Yeah, I'll he look did it up the, for him. He did the first two equalizers. Okay. And I would say that he's probably one of those. Yeah, he's right. And and again, not to get off too far, but I think you don't get Jordan Peele without without John Singleton, without I, um Spike Lee. So But anyway. Did you, uh, did you just see what Maddie Granger posted? No. Hold on. Here's on a needle. What, on which? Here's a neato Matt sets for you. I was the model for Jack of Hearts in the death issue and got the coolest line ever ordered in Avengers number 76. Avengers, uh, he said, oh my god, it does look like him. He's like, I'm an Avenger, so I'm avenging. Alright, stop there, because if you spoil anything, I swear to god, I will come through the screen. <laughs> look at Matty Granger. Fucking I. It does look like Matty Granger. It does look like Matty Granger. Um, which, by the way, I will announce this, that he is joining us for our birthday celebration. So I'm excited to talk to Maddie again. He, he finally has nothing to do. Yeah. So we, we got him for the two weeks that he has nothing to do for the rest of the fucking year. 
All right, can we let's talk about boxing because I'm gonna fucking like we're gonna we keep like t- almost talking about it. Yeah, I can no, seriously. Wait, are we are we just glossing over racing then? Poor staff. Why you want to talk about you want to talk about Days of Thunder? Days of Thunder <laughs> driven. Um, no, uh, death proof is death proof. Death, death race. Proof, death race. Yeah, I wouldn't call death proof a, a sports movie. Or I never a race, saw death proof, race so I I can't speak to that. But you talk about the cars. That's not that's not a sport. That, if it's a racing movie, then it's a sport. But if it's Kurt Russell being a serial killer with a muscle car, that's not no. <laughs> <laughs> that's like saying that's like saying Halloween is 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 on par with Christmas movie because it's set around a fucking holiday. I'd call it a sports you, movie because he wear. You, I, I, no, you need Halloween. to to bring this argument up to IMDb because it's on their best car racing movies. I would say is Friday the Thirteenth is a sports. I'm talking to myself. Yeah. When you guys are done your little couple squabble, you let me know, and I'll uh, I'll come back into the conversation. So then you and I can have a couple a couple squabble, CJ. Is that what you're ready? Oh well, yeah, because I'd say Friday the Thirteenth is a sports movie because he wears a hockey mask. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> son of a bitch. That was that was good though. Thank you. Um, that, that's like saying fucking um, uh, Bride of Chucky is a kids movie because there's a doll in it. No, I would say all the Chucky movies are kids. If you're going by that logic, I, you said it. I'm just cl- clarifying. Dave. I, so boxing, racing, boxing. We've we've gone over racing. No, not really. But we'll do boxing just so the Rico's head doesn't explode. Um, you know, you know what my favorite type of sport is the train wreck that this is. Yeah, this is a total train wreck. But that's all right. We need finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Marquis. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. One of these every once in a while. Um, That's true. I would say, all, all kidding aside, I would definitely say from the um, boxing world, there's you have to look at it from: Are we talking realistic boxing or entertaining boxing? Because Rocky versus like Cinderella Man, you know what I'm saying? Right. Both boxing movies and you know and you know I'm not a big fan of Cinderella Man although I will recognize that it's a great movie you know right. but that doesn't what? mean what what you're not a big fan of Cinderella Man I, for the same reason we were talking earlier with Remember the Titans I don't like the ending that ending just destroyed that movie for me 
What's... No, it did not. It's called real life. Shows Remember the Titans. You were with me there. What's the no, tragic ending of What's the tragic ending of Cinderella Man? The stool. The thing with the stool and all. That's Million Dollar Baby. Oh, okay. Well, then my Yeah. Bad. All right. Cinderella well, then... Man, I was like, did he die in the ring? No. <laughs> it's well, he doesn't little... die, but he loses. I mean, it's not a happy ending. No, I, no. <laughs> if you lose, that's fine. It's, it's Million Dollar Baby was the one I was thinking of. Cinderella, Cinderella Man, he does not lose. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Wait, he wins. Wait, is Cinderella Man the one with Russell Crowe? Yes. Then Rico's right, because he wins. Yeah. He wins. It's all about him being, like, have no money, and then he wins the championship. Yeah, and he holds it for, like, three years. Yeah, Rico's right. What if that's de- What depressing-ass movie did you fucking see? <laughs> yeah, Russell Crowe wins. Yeah, he does. I, I will say it's a depressing ending for for Max for uh, Max Bear. That's true. I would agree with you there. Um, and, my apologies. And I for... say there, there, that is a fictionalized account. Like he was not like looking out for blood to kill people in the ring, no. like they portrayed no. him. Movie. Yeah, I've read that. That shit yeah. haunted him for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that. Um. My my sincere apologies for mixing up Cinderella Man and Million Dollar Baby because it's Million Dollar Baby is the one I was talking about. I just got my movies right. confused. Um, because I don't like that movie. Well, I don't like the ending, but I do recognize that even that is still a, a good film. You know, but it's not... Rocky's a little more campy. You know what I mean? Even the first one. You know, I'm not talking about like the latter ones. Even the first one right. compared compared to a million dollar baby or a Cinderella man is a lot more campy, you know, it's, it's more, I wouldn't use the word campy, but I see what you're saying. It's, in in it, comparison. It's lighthearted. It's yeah. More lighthearted. Yeah. yeah. In comparison, it's not as heavy, but it's still a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. Look, Rocky one two, Rocky Balboa, and Creed, and only because I haven't seen the second Creed, would be my favorite boxing movies. Without question. I, What's that, Rico? I, I, w- I would agree. I would throw in personally. I would throw in Cinderella, man. I would. I, I No, I would too, but it would be like, it would be, what was that one? It would be fifth on my list only because of those Rocky movies. You know, that's it. Let's, let's make it more interesting. You're only allowed to include one Rocky movie. You get to choose one. Um... So it could be Rocky, Rocky Two, Rocky Balboa, or I would even th- include Creed. Or no, you could have one Rocky movie and you could throw in Creed because they're still separate. Um, Creed's not even that high on my list, so I don't even really care about that. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's not. Um, if I'm only allowed to pick one Rocky, oof, I'm probably going unpopular compared to a lot of people, but I would pick the first one over the second because most people like the second one better but I would probably pick the first one I disagree I would say a lot of people like the first one more than the second one M- maybe yeah, okay me too. I'm maybe, totally going for the first one if I had to choose one maybe other you gotta remember I'm thinking about it from a Philadelphia perspective around here Rocky 2 is substantially more popular than one really yeah yeah because one what's that because he wins at the end of that one? I, I think so. I, I don't know definitively why, but I would think that's it. Yeah, probably. 
That's weird because I would imagine the first one. You, it, it's the whole point of the first movie is it doesn't matter that he wins or loses. It's that, that he, he gets the fight. goes to distance. Yeah. Um. No. Don't get me wrong. Like if you're talking to people out here, they may pick Rocky two over one for that reason. But it's like one 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 a. It's not one two. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's. Yeah. It's, yeah. I I I've heard some people would actually argue like it's just one long movie, like one and two, or just really one whole story. I would agree, especially with the fact that two picks up literally at the end of the fight on one. Like it's there's no gap they, in time. But they all do. All they all kind of end where, or unless it's like Rocky Balboa between Rocky Five and Rocky Balboa, there's no. a giant jump. There's a pretty big jump between two and three. There's a pretty there's a montage okay. at the beginning of three that kind of closes the gap, but it's not as direct as one to two. But on the other hand, three and four is not supposed to be a giant jump, but it clearly is because the kid goes from looking like seven yeah. years old to 12. You mean four to five? To... Do I mean four and five? Yeah. Four I think and you five. mean four and five. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't hate five, but I certainly don't love five. Like, I really like the the relationship between father and son. That's the best part of that whole movie. I also... I also like Rocky getting back to his roots, you know, with getting back to the neighborhood and reopening Mickey's gym. Like that part of it's really good. I don't necessarily like the part about him training Tommy, but the the lead up to that where he gets the gym back and starts doing that whole thing. Yeah, you know. But you can also just sort of argue like you could you could watch four and then Rocky Balboa. You don't have to see five. That's really no, the kind of one you really don't have to see. Agreed. A hundred percent. But I also, one thing I will say I like about five is I did like that it it was a street fight versus another boxing match. I did like that it ended, that the, the closing fight was different. I'm not saying it's fantastic, but it yeah. was a good, it was a good attempt to do something different and, and still have the Rocky feel to it. I agree. I do like how he said, like, my ring's outside. Like, that's, that's a, that's a, it's really just because, like, Tommy punches Polly or something. Yeah. But I, yeah. Really, I really like the fact that it shows a whole storyline of Rocky Jr., which I guess his name was Robert, Robert yeah. getting bullied. And yep. then he, he, like, starts working out and then knocks the shit out of the bullies and then becomes friends with them. Yeah. Do you know who plays the head bully? No. The guy who plays E. On Entourage. I don't watch Entourage, so. But you, I know you at least see an episode. Nope. Really? Yep. Weird. Okay. Well, fuck it. <laughs> I, <laughs> Sorry. I, you and I discussed Entourage numerous times. I assumed you at least seen one episode. Nope. I'm familiar with it enough, but I, and I, I know E is a character, but if you put him in a lineup, I don't think I can pick him out. Um, uh, by I the way. Uh, uh, what? Just completely off topic. I love the fact that the running gag, if you will, of the random Lego game on pause behind you guys that's been going on for like the last like ten episodes now. Yeah. There's there has Just... been a Lego game on pause behind you with every recording we've done for at least at least five episodes. If you not know what? More. Unfortunately what? there's no what? What? Lego... What? what? Unfortunately, there's no Lego sports game that I could think of. No, I don't think there is. Um, but anyway, I just, I just, it's been funny what? seeing them on pause for the last multiple episodes. 
Um, <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on Real Steel? I was going to bring that up. Because to me, that leans towards the Rocky in that, that it's not, you know, versus versus a Cinderella Man or a, a Million Dollar Baby. I actually really like that movie. I've heard it described as a modern-day Rocky, and I can't disagree with that. Um, it's not as good, but the story, the, the, that's, I think that was a comparison it was trying to make with it as similar in story in terms of I the, watch it. what's that? I think I need to rewatch it. I only saw it the one time and I think I fell asleep, but it wasn't because I didn't like the movie. I think I was just like, it was one of those long days. It was on cable yeah. and I was like, oh, and then I just, uh, but I, I think I need to actually watch it beginning, middle and end. The problem for me, Steph, is it leans a, l- a little too close to over the top, which is what over I don't like about it. By how? With the, the father-son road trip dynamic, you know. Well, it, the whole point is that the son brings back the wonder and the whole reason why the dad even got into boxing. No, the I... The dad became yeah. so jaded that it took his son to take a basically a sparring robot to bring back the fighter out of his dad. Well, and over the top's a little bit the same. I mean, the the, the father kind of was like, eh, about doing the arm wrestling, and then he gets into it again, and then he's got his kid with him. Oh, I thought you were talking, like, just the expression over the top. Is there a movie called Over the Top I don't know about? Yeah, it's 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 Sylvester Stallone, ironically enough, plays a arm wrestler and I'm going to take my yeah, headphones off. I made off. the same mistake that Rico just did. I had no idea you meant the movie Over the Top. Yeah, it's a movie <laughs> called Over the Over the Top. And so I'm going to take my headphones off for a minute so I won't be able to hear you. But he does this thing where now I'm, now I'm a man, now I'm a machine. And for those listening, I flipped my hat around because that's what he does. And when he flips his hat around, that's when he gets into this mode where he can start doing this uh, arm wrestling and he, and he wins. <laughs> and and it and it's not great. It's not a good movie, but it it's... can't be any fucking worse than Rhinestone. I didn't see that, so I don't know what that is. That's where Stallone sings as a country star. Oh, I've heard, yeah. Well, but it it's probably on par with Cobra. If you saw Cobra, never saw Cobra. That's another bad Sylvester movie. Um, Dude, I choose my Stallone movies very particularly, and you should. Um, although I, I will tell you, and I'm not, I know they're not great movies, but I love the expendable movies. Anyway. Well, you guys basically talked about all the, the boxing movies I have seen. Cinderella Man, Real Steel, Million Dollar Baby, and Rocky. At least a a few of them. There is one, though, that is technically on the IMDb list, but I wouldn't label as a boxing movie uh, because it's, the movie that I watch every March, and I, I somewhat forcibly made Rico watch it with me, is The Quiet Man. I've heard of it. I don't know it very well. <laughs> so in The Quiet Man, there is this American boxer who returns home to Ireland, where he was born. And he's trying to basically just renew his life because something bad had happened and then he falls in love with the local and and it's about it's about his adapting to the irish culture 
Okay. Because he's he's basically been raised as American. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, he is a, a boxer and he's just trying to escape that life, but he can't because he comes, he falls in love with this lady and her brother won't um, give his permission for them to marry. Okay. And, and then he gets hornswoggled into doing it. And long story short, he ends up having to box the brother at, at the end of the film. Okay. Well, and... And, you know, Steph, we didn't get to ask you uh, what your thoughts on Rocky were. You didn't really chime in too much on that. No, boxing is really not a sport that I can personally agree with. I think it's far too brutal. I don't, I, I'm in the same – it's in the same realm as, like, football and hockey. It's, they're just – I realize that – you guys need to release your testosterone and having a competition type environment to do that in that isn't with knives and guns and swords is, is a necessary thing. But to me, I, I never understood the bloodthirstiness of sport and the extreme damage that they put upon each other. So I've never really like sanctioned it. It just doesn't, it just seems needlessly destructive it's like someone it's akin to someone who slashes their wrists you know it's you are deliberately harming yourself it's just like why 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 are you giving yourself concussions and broken bones and things for a pastime so so does that mean you don't like that (laughs) does that mean you have an issue with the karate kid then because it's it's basically the same concept well you see in the premise of the original karate kid as is that it's a defense but there's still at the end of the day there's still the battle there's still the fight there's the crane kick the whole bit i mean right I'm just saying, based on the argument you gave for boxing and i'm not saying it's a wrong argument but based on that then you really shouldn't like that either it's one thing where you are learning a martial art that you can use as a defense. It's another where you take it to that next level and use it to cause harm. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Steph, at the end of that movie, there was the, the culmination of that movie is the All-Valley Karate Tournament Championship and the two of them fighting and going through right. that fight. I don't, I, don't, I don't like tournaments like that at all. I don't, I don't think it's necessary. But if I'm being honest, that's a lot of what I mean. I'm not saying football players go out on the field to hurt other players, but there are those players that do do that, where they're gonna like, I'm gonna tackle this guy, and I don't care if I hurt him. Right. And I, you know, you kind of have to go with that mentality. I mean, I'm just trying to think of it from my brother's perspective. My brothers both played football and both played rugby. Rugby is an even more brutal sport than football. Yep. And my brother Joel became one of the best players in the country. Like all American, all star, MVP. Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. 
Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. He everything. He was in Sports Illustrated. He had offers to go, like, play in the UK and to coach them. And he just said no. And I, I was asking him all about his fucked up injuries. And he, like, listed all of his injuries. And it was, like, broken collarbone four times. Broken, broke both of his legs. Uh, broke his hand and played with a broken hand in the championships. And I just said, why would you do all this for, for, just a sport like it's just like because that's what i wanted to do and it was important to me at the time and it really wasn't so much about harming himself or harming other players it was just you know it's it was his passion and even at the expense of his own knuckles and bones and bruises and and i mean he can't do a full straight up pull up he has to shift with both of his arms because his bot is uh Muscles and bones are grinding against each other. Jesus. I know what that's like, though. I mean, not for the same reasons, but I I can relate. (laughs) Right. Um, Um, And he said it didn't bother him. He said he he was more upset the fact that he was unable to play. That's what upset him. It wasn't that I broke my leg. It's that I can't play. I would have played football. If they'd let me, I would have. The love of the game. I would have played football without question. I played hockey. With my friends, we played street hockey, and I'm not talking like Wayne and Garth's fucking Wayne's world, like, you know, shoot on the net, car, pull off to the side. I mean, like, we'd go to a rink, and we'd full-on fucking play full-check hockey, right. you know? And, and yeah, I can't tell me times I came home with welts and bruises and shit, and I loved it. I loved every second of it. I miss doing it. I couldn't do it now, but I, I do miss it. I tried, um, I mean, I never really wanted to play football because my brother, I saw my brothers go through injuries. I have a very vivid, vivid, uh, memory of seeing my brother, Joel with a broken leg, like carried off in a stretcher. I saw my other brother, Alex, like, I think someone, he got his hand, he got his finger caught, uh, in someone's helmet. between two helmets, like oh. two two helmets smacked yep. into his fingernail yep. and ripped off his fingernail. And I just remember walking. It was after the game. And I remember kind of walking. I must have been like six years old, walking up and seeing my brother Alex with a straight, like a steady, uh, like a fucking fountain, like just blood dripping from his finger. And I'm like, that's new. Yeah. And so everyone, yeah. everyone for my entire kid childhood, Everyone said, because I have stocky shoulders and I'm, you know, big and, and, you know, and I had muscle and I was able to run and tackle people. They're like, why don't you play football? Why you should play football? And I said, are you kidding me? Why? You just basically told me, you, why don't you go injure yourself? I, yeah, uh, I hear you. I would have, like I said, I would have played. They wouldn't let me, they wouldn't even let me try out for the team. I apparently was an insurance risk just by trying out. So. I, I mean. It sucks that you didn't get the opportunity that you wanted, 
Like I would have switched places with you. I've been like, dude, let him fucking play. Yeah, you know? no, I know. It, it would have been Rudy. <laughs> um, but I want to touch back on something else you talked about, Rico, just changing gears completely. When you talked about, and I meant to bring it up when you said it, but we got off on one of our tangents. But you mentioned about, you know, chess being a sport of sorts, you know, and and we can argue that till the cows come home. But that makes me wonder, does that make the hustler and the color of money qualify as sports movies? I think it's just something that requires endurance that it qualifies as a sport. If if arm wrestling is considered a sport, if chess and poker are considered a sport, then yeah, I would say hustler, um, the color of money, whatever, you know, you know those I, would, are, I would that's a sequel to the, each other, right? You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I know Scorsese says you're the color of money, and that's how Paul Newman won his Oscar. Right. Yeah, so I actually I, I, love the color of money. I really do. I think it's 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 one of my. Did you favorites. see the Hustler? I did not, honestly. I saw Color Money first. But so, if I recall, the, there's like a ten or twenty year gap between those two movies. I think like there's a pretty yeah. big gap. All right. So you know how in the Color of Money, Paul Newman plays the mentor. Yeah, Tom he Cruise. was. It's he was the main guy in the. Yeah, I know that much. So in the Hustler, he is the Tom Cruise role. Yeah, he's the young kid, and he's going up against Jackie Gleason from the Honeymooners. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I would argue that if if the movie is all about pool, it's a it's a it's a sports movie. I would I would if it requires if it requires training and endurance not so much like because then you'd be like well isn't uh practicing reading for jeopardy or learning shit for mm-hmm. a then, then you're murking the water but if, if you are required to sit or stand or do shit for hours at a time for the sake of a game then i would call it a sport i would call D a sport i would call Nonstop video gaming for a marathon for endurance training as a as a sport. So, would you say that what I do with Mark and his and that group on once a month is a sport of sorts? Because yeah, yeah. I, I would say so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But with see, these, but I'm like, kind of with you, Steph. Here's the I got to be honest. Yeah. The the only reason I would not is because you drink alcohol. We don't. You don't drink alcohol? Nope. Nope. We're all stone sober. Well, then then I would consider it, for you personally, I would say it's a sport. Okay. I don't agree, but I'm not going to give you a hard time about I, it. Yeah, I'm, I... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I really wouldn't include, like, Dungeons and Gra- Dragons, any, like, you know, the... I wouldn't call... The, the, I wouldn't... The, any of I, those kinds of games sports. I got to be honest with you. I wouldn't call pool or or poker sport either. And I love both. I play quite both of them quite frequently. And I wouldn't call either I, of them sports. I don't know. I guess if you can gamble on it, I guess I would call it a sport. Okay, um, so I I looked on dictionary.reference.com on how they define sport. They say it's an athletic activity requiring skill or physical prowess that often and often of a competitive nature as 
racing, baseball, tennis, golf, bowling, wrestling, boxing, hunting, fishing, etc. A particular form of this, especially in the out of doors. That's how they define sport. Okay. Okay. So if, if you're going to play pool, you have to do it outside. Then it's considered a sport. Well, then fucking Drew Carey played sports all the time. Did you ever see it. the Drew Carey show? Never watched it. He, he, no, I didn't. What? He had a pool table, and he didn't have enough room in his house, so he kept it in his backyard, and he would play pool outside. That's a great fucking idea. How do they do that? <laughs> Except they lived in Cleveland. No, that's terrible. It ruins the pool table. Yeah, Why it fucked the pool that? table up pretty bad. Put a tarp anyway, over it. Um, I wanted to get back to a movie that we started to talk about, and then we got sidetracked with a real important thing with John Singleton. But um, White Men Can't Jump is a really underrated movie, I think, sometimes. Well, at the time it wasn't, but I think when you look back on it, I hear it mentioned a lot. It's got a lot of popularity. popularity I may have been a giant resurgence in interest in it, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, for for Woody Harrelson's first movie, you know, Wesley Snipes. Is that, is that considered his first movie? He did three movies that year, two of which he was credited for. So I, or th- no, I'm sorry, it's a year after, so maybe not, because he was in Doc Hollywood, and he was in Ted and Venus, which I've never heard of. And then White Men Can't Jump. All right. So, to me, it's his first real movie role. But, I mean, I guess maybe not. I don't know. Prior to that, he was in a bunch of TV movies and TV series. And, of course, he was Woody on Cheers for, you know, ever. So Yeah. You talking about Woody Harrelson? Yeah. Uh, um, on IMDb, his first was Wildcats. Where do you see that? Because I'm looking at IMDb. Oh, shit, yeah. Look at that. All right. Then, yeah, Wildcats is the first movie. Hmm. All right. Well, I would say, I would say though, that White Men Can't Jump is probably his first starring role. That's probably a safe... It's his breakout. Yeah, yeah, that would be a safe bet to say. Um, And then to follow it up with Indecent Proposal, but that's a whole other thing. But anyway, um, but White Men Can't Jump is such a... It's, it's a I thought it was a great insight into urban sports and mm-hmm. and you don't especially in 1992 you didn't have a lot of that i mean it's a little more now so you know there's a lot of sports movies we didn't even touch on and i'm not saying that as a criticism or anything but i mean you got things like the great iron gang hardball i just watched the end of hardball the other day that was fucking heartbreaking you know um it's it's um fucking Keanu Reeves, he plays a uh, degenerate gambler and he pays off his gambling debts by coaching a little league baseball team in in downtown Chicago. And that it's all sounds kind of good. What's that? It sounds good. And but there's there's a really sad ending to it. And no. You know, it hey, goes back you- to me. Would you include fictitious sports games in sports movies? Like what? Like rollerball. I thought that was a real thing they tried doing after the movie. Not be yeah. not yeah, but to Steph's point, it did not exist prior to the movie. Like, okay. like it would be, and I'm not making fun. To hear me out, it would be like, and actually, I've heard this is a real thing. I don't know how they're doing it, but it would be like. I think I know how. I think I know what you're leading up to. Quidditch. Yeah. Because there are Quidditch tournaments. and, and I think teams. they do it on bicycles. Is that how they do it? Okay. 
Um, but you know, prior to you know rollerball or Harry Potter, those sports didn't exist, and I don't think rollerball succeeded. I'm not sure how well Quidditch is doing either, but you know. So I would say no, Steph, just because it it the movie invented this sport as opposed to the movie being inspired by the original sport. So I would say no, but I it's a good question. Rico, if there's a think? sport that I would want to see on uh, in real life from a movie, I would love to see the Hunger Games. Yeah, no, I don't think I want to see that. Um, I don't anyway. want to see that either. That takes my aversion to sports altogether to the next level. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ, it's a fucking joke. Oh, you know what a box movie we forgot to touch on that I know What's you that? haven't seen, CJ? What's that? Raging Bull. Yeah, I haven't seen that. You're right. Fuck Bull Durham. It's Raging Bull Durham. Fucking Raging Bull, dude. You need to see that movie. And um, that kind of goes with what you were talking about, Steph, about like punishment and like self-inflicting punishment because... Jake LaMotta, the boxer, was so he wanted to punish himself because he knew deep down he was a piece of shit. But and so he would just like let boxers punch him in the face repeatedly and not even hold his hands up. He, he and he was also trying to prove to them how tough he was. God, Raging Bull's a fucked up movie. You know how tough we are? We just sat here and did this for two hours and twelve minutes and somehow didn't kill each other. So I think that's a good all, way to end. We're all clones for punishment. That's what it is. Yeah, I I think that's probably a good place to, to end it. Look, to those listening, I know for a fact that we missed a bunch and we didn't deep dive on a bunch that we probably should have. But, you know, it was just us all shooting the shit and having a good time. And, and For spitballing a sports episode, I think we did pretty good. Don't throw spitballs spitballing, at your teachers. Is spitballing considered a sport? For you, it is. Hi, everyone. Stephanie here with a few thank yous and FYIs on how you can get in touch with and follow Podescu. Oh, yeah. And the guys. Let's start with a huge shout out. Thanks to Dubbed in English for the opening theme music, 96 Reasons. If you're trying to find them online, they've dropped off the face of the earth. (laughs) Just kidding. But no, really, their music is offline now. So send an email request to Podescu at gmail.com or CJ's Twitter handle at M underscore Blade, and he'll throw you a copy of the full song and or the whole EP, Plan 9. Also, let's give a big thanks to Samuel Lemons for our closing music theme, Askew. I encourage you to discover more of Samuel's masterfully manipulated rhythms on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. I don't know how you're listening to this now, but you can find other Podeskew episodes in several places, starting with iTunes and Stitcher, where a quick high star rating from you goes a long way in helping us hit the top of the charts. Or you may prefer Google Play Music. Don't want to be strapped down by an app? Then find us on podcast search engine, Listen Notes. Type in P-O-D-A-S-K-E-W, yes, that's all one word, into any of the aforementioned searches and Podeskew will pop right up on whatever screen you're using. And of course, there's our founding site that started it all, Podcast Garden, at www.podcastgarden.com slash podcast slash By the by, if you're looking to host your own show, Podcast Garden is the ideal place for all your podcast hosting needs at a very affordable price. Now, if you want to agree with or yell at the guys directly, follow them and the show on Twitter. For the show, at podaskew. For Rico, at rantsrico. And again, CJ is at M underscore Blade. Finally, 
let's not forget our biggest thank you is to you for listening, subscribing, rating on iTunes and Stitcher, and promoting our show by being our fans. CJ and Rico truly appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Hey, Rico. I got nothing, man. That's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi. All new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50. Washington CW.